Remember when you asked me this one day Who I wanna be like I said Dr. J And you said good, now you gotta go Take the damn ball and slam it to the hole Mom cracked a smile, daddy gave a frown I said to myself I can't let them down So make way, I'm coming in for a landing What's gonna stop me from being outstanding? Welcome Pewter Report readers and listeners to another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast energized by Celsius a victory Monday Scott and it feels it feels an awful lot like a victory Monday feels like a game day Scott that's the kind of energy I feel right now because the Bucks are bringing back Shaq Barrett on a four-year contract bringing back Rob Gronkowski on a one-year contract and all seems to be right in Bucks land this team doesn't feel like they've lost in forever Scott everything turning up gold yeah, John, and they're not losing players. They're not losing games. They're not losing players. Uh, so far, the Buccaneers have done what they've wanted to do in free agency. They, they used the franchise tag on Chris Godwin. They extended the contracts of both Tom Brady and Levante David. And then today, in the start of the legal tampering period, we see two big Buccaneers coming back on contract extension. Shaq Barrett got the larger deal four years. Really, it's a five-year deal, but it's it's four. And then also Rob Gronkowski, essentially coming back on a one-year deal, very similar mm. to last year. So, But that's not all the big free agency news we have, John. We've got some other news tonight that we're going to mm-hmm. share. Haven't even tweeted about this or written about it yet. So if you're, You haven't even told me. I don't even know it. I, I haven't. Yeah. It's been it's just been too busy. So um, we'll talk about that in, in literally a matter of, of minutes here as we see more and more Buck fans and Peter Report readers piling into the Peter Report podcast. Two quick things before we get to our awesome friends at Celsius. Number one, if you haven't subscribed to our Peter Report YouTube page, do so. It's real quick and easy. Just go to youtube.com, type in Peter Report TV, hit the subscribe button, then hit notifications, and boom, you're locked in. So whenever we go live, you know about it. Number two, this would be an awesome time for you guys to. Uh, if you're thinking about donating to Peter Report, we're, we're we're accepting donations this week. Actually, we're accepting them all the time. But but uh, for our hard work for free agency, uh, we've got a uh, banners in, in most of our stories, our free agency stories that allow you to donate either on a monthly basis for as low as three dollars a month to help us out, or a, lo- a low one-time donation of just ten dollars a month. So uh, if you are so inclined, if you're getting those stimulus checks back. Support our efforts here at Peter Report Talk, and we've got some big plans in store for your Bucks coverage in 2021, and all of your donations and Super Chats help out in that endeavor. Absolutely. In today's podcast, we've got jam-packed full of fun stuff. Scott's breaking news on some free agency stuff coming up next, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at... Two, Scott. Two. Victory Monday calls for two. Also, four hours of sleep and daylight savings time. <laughs> Call for two Celsius. Is that I got the sparkling watermelon and the orange sickle going on. I'm feeling great. 
Well, I've already crushed my Fuji apple pear today, which is quickly becoming maybe flavor number two for me, John. I've really gotten wow. hooked on this stuff. And if you want to get hooked on Celsius too, it's really easy. Click on those Celsius banners on PeterReport.com. They're going to take you to Amazon where you can buy them in bulk. You can even get the variety pack to find out which flavor you like best. If you want to buy them on the individual can basis to try them out that way, that's great. Go to Celsius.com, click on store locator, and then type in your address. And guess what? All of the locations of the convenience stores and supermarkets where they sell Celsius around your neighborhood are going to pop up and enjoy Celsius. We do. Absolutely. Love it. All right, Scott, you got, you've got you been teasing us. And me, I don't even know what's going on. So tell me. Yeah. What is okay, the so, latest gossip you're hearing? So the, the the latest when it comes to the Buccaneer rumors is is we we've seen now the Buccaneers start off the day around 14 million dollars worth of cap space, and then they'd be eating up some of that with Rob Gronkowski's deal and Shaq Barrett's deal. If you don't know the particulars, we're going to get into each one of those in just a few minutes. But the latest news I can share with you is that, and, and this is just kind of how. Uh, the Bucks capologist, the director of football operations, uh, for, I'm sorry, football administration, uh, Mike Greenberg likes to operate. He's not one of these guys that likes to just clear the deck and create about 30, 40 million dollars worth of cap space and have a big chunk and then be able to spend it. He is kind of a uh, cut as he goes kind of guy. And so right now with the Buccaneers, if you do the math, they're just around four million dollars worth of cap space. And of course, uh, some of the big names we haven't mentioned yet, John, that have, have not been brought back, and Dominicus Sue, uh, I believe he's up next. Ryan Suckup, the kicker, also in the mix. And uh, But they're going to need some more money. They're going to need some more money. So two bits of news. Number one, the Buccaneers are entertaining an option to, uh, to possibly extend the contract of Donovan Smith. Uh, it is, is going to probably be a shorter term deal, it might not be a one year deal, but maybe a two or three year deal. Another option would be to extend the center, uh, extend Ryan Jensen, the center's contract by a million, um, or I should say by one year to, to cre create some millions, uh, right. that they can use towards free agency. So they're looking at those two options. Another option, and they haven't taken this off the table completely, is looking at Cam Brake. And, and do they go to him for another pay cut or do they have to cut them all together? It really kind of depends because there's a lot of dominoes yet to fall. Mm -hmm. The other bit of news is this, John. The Buccaneers weren't kidding when they said they want to bring everybody back. They literally want to bring everybody back. I have talked <laughs> to several agents today of other players yeah. from around the league, other players that we've kind of identified as possible good fits. And, and every agent has told me, the, the Buccaneers are exclusively going after their own players and that they might not add an, a free agent outside of the team crazy, unless they need to. And really what I took that to mean is, is Leonard Fournette. We haven't seen the running backs start to get paid. We're starting to see some of the wide receivers getting paid now, right? It's been a, a day kind of uh, with the trenches with offensive linemen, you know, getting paid. Uh, we're starting to see it with the Nelson Aguilar deal the Corey Davis deal, some of these wide receivers getting paid in free agency. We've really yet to see the running back market uh, take shape. Mm -hmm. And it might not because there's a lot of talented running backs in this year's draft, John. Yeah, so I mean, what, Aaron Jones got $48 million, I think? But, yeah, but he's the only like, one. He's it's really not a lot of guaranteed money either, I don't think. Right. So the Buccaneers are attempting to re-sign Leonard Fournette. 
So they want to bring back playoff Lenny. I've been uh, informed that Antonio Brown is not out of the question in terms of him coming back either. They have not shut the door on that. So that's a situation where with a guy like Antonio Brown, they may not be in a rush to sign him. They may wait to see what type of deals Mm -hmm. he gets and what type of money. My guess is there's not going to be a whole bunch of money out there for a 33-year-old guy with the character concerns, with the court case still pending. His best deal might be his only deal. It might be another one-year deal in Tampa Bay. And I don't believe the Buccaneers, and I I don't – this is my speculation here. This is not any type of insight other than just uh, my best guess. But Hmm. but, uh, I I believe that that they might be looking at Leonard Fournette on another one-year deal. Uh, if, you know, if, if he's agreeable to that, but we'll have to see how that running back market develops. But the Buccaneers, again, we're not kidding. They're exclusively dealing with their own free agents. They're not talking to agents of other clubs. I've also heard that the Buccaneers have an expressed interest in Josh Wells, their backup tackle. He's been a, uh, a two-year Buccaneer. This would be his third year. If he resigns, that would likely be a one-year deal for around the, the league minimum, which it was last year. And, uh, you know, he started a game last year, John, in place of Donovan Smith, started two games the year before, one for Donovan Smith, one for, I believe, DeMar Dotson uh, back in um, 2019. So Josh Wells is a player familiar with this Bruce Arian system. They like him in that reserve tackle capacity. But right now they're setting their sights on Indomitka Sioux and then going to Ryan Suckup. Um, we, we might see a deal for Blaine Gabbard in the mix. Yeah, we'll see what the, the backup quarterback market is and what the Bucks are willing to spend on a backup quarterback. So uh, yeah. appreciate it's the super chat here from, from Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. yeah great super yeah, chat from Jeremy. Chat $10 from Jeremy. super chat. I can't believe I'm watching my favorite pod live again. Hail to the primetime pods. I love it, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm glad that you're able to join us again. We love doing the primetime pods whenever the occasion calls for it. Wish we could do them all the time sometimes, but obviously we've got – family lives that Ted do as well. And so yeah. pumped about the 4 p.m. pods that we typically have. But this week we will be live at 8 p.m. all week long, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, we'll be uh, live at that time. So there will be some good uh, nighttime fodder on the podcast. We'll be breaking down everything that happens during the day. Scott, one big takeaway from what you just said was, to me, if, if Leonard Fournette's back and if it's a one-year deal – um, and it does sound like he's somewhat of a priority. I don't know that we'd say he's a priority over suck up or Sue, or you know, right. we'll see. But if that's the true and he's back on a one year deal, to me, that and, it, and if anybody really comes in on a one year deal, it really makes running back in the draft. Maybe it's not this year, maybe it's next year's draft, but that is not a position the Bucks are going to go want to go out and spend money on next year in free agency, obviously. With we'll right. see what happens with Donovan Smith. But obviously, you know, Carlton Davis will be up for contract next year. There'll be a number of guys if they want to bring Gronk back for another year. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I'm just saying that is not a position they're going to want to go out and spend money on. And then you've got Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, who would both be free agents next year. If Fournette were back on a one-year deal. So to me, it just kind of puts in the back of my head, they're probably going to draft their next running back. Might be this year, might be next year, but they're probably going to draft their next running back. And it's probably not going to be... Ronald Jones and a Fournette's back on a one-year deal. Maybe he gets he works himself into a longer-term right. deal if he has a great season. But more than likely, they're looking at a new running back for 2022. And so right. that process would probably start through the draft. Yeah, I think so. Uh, no new news on Sue yet, but I have to suspect that he is next on the list in terms of priority. And again, the Buccaneers at this point in time have to create some more cap room before you see 
what I would deem to be a major signing. And a major signing would be Andamika Sue or Ryan Suckup, who I think Ryan Suckup is going to fetch between, say, three and a half to four million dollars in his next contract. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so here, here's my other point that I want to make off what you said, Scott. So you mentioned possible extensions for Ryan Jensen and or Donovan Smith as a means of being able to clear cap space for this season. Yeah. I believe Smith, 14 million for this year, contract year for Smith, contract year for Jensen, 10 million again against the cap. Is that how yeah. those guys are structured? I think so. Yes. Correct. It's, it's $10 million for Ryan Jensen last mm-hmm. year of his contract. He's 30 years old, be 31. Uh, for for Donovan Smith, it's $14.25 million. Again, he's in the final year of his contract as well. A um, few years younger. Uh, and and, and I, I think that, that when you look at, at Donovan Smith, uh, th- that's the guy I think they're going to try to extend this, this offseason. I, I would look for them to try to do a short uh, contract extension. Remember, yeah. his last deal was only a three-year contract extension. Right. So he's 28 this year. I think the Buccaneers would love to extend him. And then even at even if it's a two-year deal, he's 30, he still can cash in on another mm-hmm. big-time free agent uh, contract uh, if it's not in Tampa after yeah. he does maybe a two- or three-year deal. But I think right now Donovan Smith's enjoying winning Super Bowls and and pass protecting for Tom Brady. He loves it in Tampa. Yeah. His best friend, Ali Marpet, or Ali Marpet, plays right beside him. So, mm-hmm. you know, why would you want to go anywhere? Right. That's fascinating to me, Scott, uh, for a couple of reasons. Talk to some cap experts about Donovan Smith. And I was like, what? You know, obviously this team might look to extend Donovan Smith, but it's hard, right? Like, because he's probably knows he's going to probably come off another good year. Most tackles blocking for Tom Brady do come off a good year. And then he's going to hit free agency at 28 years old. And at that point, it really becomes a situation where, man, I could, I could cash out, you know, here for my last contract, four or five year contract. Yeah. Take me, to, take me to retirement, and it would be a huge contract. It really would be. It would be a huge contract for Donovan Smith if he plays anywhere close to what he did this past season. And he knows that. So, to me, when I asked CapEx, I was like, are they going to have to go to a full-length deal, basically, like new deal for Donovan Smith? And I was told yes, almost across the board. It would be that kind of – they said it, wasn't, it wouldn't rule it out, ha- rule it out happening because that right. position is usually a priority. But if you're telling me Donovan Smith would agree to a, maybe two- or three-year contract, I think that's a huge win for the box to be able to oh, not have too. to worry about it long term, like a four or five year deal. You know, if they extended him four years, then he's on the books for five more years. If you're telling me it could be a two year extension, he could still at free agency at 30. Like you said, maybe at that point, he still gets a nice payday. Um, you know, but it, it would be it would be an unusual situation. It's very rare that you see a guy get two shorter extensions when he knows he right. get at the market and make bank and make bank. It would suggest that he really does love Tampa, as you said. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it would be a huge win. And and again, what you're seeing is, is you know, the leadership starts at the top. You're seeing Tom Brady get an extension. He did not ask for one more penny than he signed for yeah. a year ago, right? So um, there's no pay increase for Tom Brady whatsoever, not one penny on on in this year's deal. I mean, he mm-hmm. earned some incentives, because of, of all of the last the, year's contract, yeah. last year's contract, but mm-hmm. but it's still a twenty five million dollar base. Um, it's still a twenty five million dollar base the next year uh, in terms of mm-hmm. the average. So uh, you're seeing Shaq Barrett signed for seventeen million. I had him coming in at eighteen million. It's seventeen million, and um, uh, and, and we've seen Levante David. I thought he hit under market value for Levante. I thought it was a very fair deal, twelve and a half million on average, but. I pegged him a little higher than that. Yeah. So 
Um, Maybe Donovan Smith buys into this, and and if he's approached for a contract extension, then, um, you know, I'm not going to do any negotiating on behalf of Donovan Smith and the Buccaneers and telling anybody what they can and can't make. But, um, you know, we we also saw Gronk essentially sign the same deal. It actually comes at at a – at a, a smaller base salary, it's eight million dollars, where it was nine million last year, and we'll get into those structures in just a little bit as we talk about that. But, but still, it's a uh, uh, you know a very exciting day for the Buccaneers, John. Like like you said, it's it is a victory Monday. There's no doubt about it. Well, what Donovan Smith extension would also do is it would take left tackle off the table, and it would get, it would mean that three of your five offensive line starters are returning uh, for sure, even after this next season. Right now, obviously, Ryan Jensen, uh, Alex Kappa, and Donovan Smith are all projected to be free agents right now after this next season. But if they were to extend Jensen or Donovan Smith, it would leave them one offensive line spot essentially to draft for, I would probably say this year and eventually replace an Alex Kappa, who I'm sure would make more money uh, in free agency if he comes off a year, like the most recent one that he had. And he would make bank and free agency at that point, probably not with the Bucks. but I think the Bucks are very, very wise, Scott. And I've written about this and we've talked about it on the pod and I'm pumped to see them doing it. Not just because I've said it over and over again, but I really think that they are so smart to prioritize bringing as many people back this offseason as they can and yeah. try to win one with the basically the same group. I don't see any reason why you couldn't. It's not like that was a fluky process right. to me, the Bucks winning it. And then next offseason, there will be some guys you have to let go of, but they are, for the most part, Scott, they are ancillary positions. They are Jordan Whiteheads. They are Alex Kappas. They are O.J. Howards. They are Ronald Jones. Those guys you can replace. You can't replace the Shaq Barretts and the Rob Gronkowskis. You can't replace the Levante Davids and the Chris Godwins. Those are the guys you need to figure out ways to be able to pay, even to an extent, replacing okay. Donovan Smith and what could be the last year of Tom Brady's uh, you'll bring in a rookie tackle. It could be the last year of Tom Brady's career. I mean, that is just not really what you would like to do. So again, if you can extend Donovan Smith, you basically put, go into an offseason next year where you're like, all right, we're probably going to move on from some people um, or some older players, maybe Jason Pierre-Paul even too added to that. You're yeah. probably going to be able to do that. But this year you have to draft to be able to replace those guys. Next year you have to draft to be able to replace those guys. You can prioritize a, a long-term deal for Carlton Davis next offseason without having to worry about Donovan Smith. Right. And so that would so yes, it would be extremely ideal what you're talking about. I love the plan. Now yeah. we just see if it comes together, and it's you come together so far for the Bucks pretty well. Here's the crazy thing: because Jason Light said that there's just not a lot of holes on this Buccaneers team, especially if they're bringing these guys back, that that they can actually have a, a luxury pick in this draft. Now, stay with me on this for a second. Let's say Donovan Smith were to to sign a two year contract extension. You could still draft an offensive tackle uh, yeah. in the first round of thirty-two, and um, you know, and and develop that that player behind the scenes. Not, not every offensive lineman is, is Tristan Wirfs that comes out of the the box uh, ready to go and 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 have a Pro Bowl caliber season. So um, right. And, and, and a lot of the tackles in this class, they could play tackle, but they yeah. might be even better if they kicked inside a guard. And so the Bucks might get a guy like that and say, we don't even need you to play tackle. Kick inside the guard where your ceiling's higher. Sure. And and not just that, but then they would have a tackle option for later down the road if they need one. Mm-hmm. But Alex Kappa is playing in the last year of his contract. And, you know, they already have three players that are making over $10 million mm-hmm. Uh, this year on that offensive line, Donovan Smith at 14.25, Ali Marpet right behind him. And then you've got uh, Ryan Jensen at, at 10 million. So uh, I, I don't see them extending 
uh, Alex Kappa. Uh, I think that Kappa is, is probably a guy that you draft and replace, or maybe it's Aaron Stinney. They're still kind of deciding what to do with Stinney. Uh, I, I think they want to bring him back in a one-year deal, let those two guys compete. Stinney did some nice things in the postseason, John. And right. uh, and if, if it ends up being Kappa, then he beat out a good player, and then he maybe cashes in a free agency elsewhere. And then the Buccaneers might get a compensatory draft pick for losing Alex Kappa. So right. uh, you, you never know. It's it's a, right. it, it's a lot happening right now. There's a lot happening, yes, yes. And Manthan brings up a good point. What about money to sign the new draft guys? Well, here's how this works for people who don't know. If the Bucs, you know, let's just say they keep all their draft picks and they sign their full slate of draft picks, well, the cap is actually only based off the top. 51 contracts so really the only guys that would affect that are their top end picks so really even though it's technically you need about seven million six million to sign your draft class typically really the bucks probably only need about three million in cap space this year to sign their new draft guys could be less than that depending on who they draft and if they move back in the draft things like that um so you really don't need much space to sign your draft guys because that cap really just takes those top 51 contracts on your roster and a lot of the later picks won't qualify uh, for those top 51 spots. So that's kind of how that works um, with the draft prospects. Um, some some great thoughts and questions in this group. Gronk did resign. I see a bunch of people asking that, which is which is funny, but also great that they're asking. Uh, Gronk, is, Gronk is back. Look at Scott's graphics, by the way. Look at this. If you're watching live on the show, you're. I mean, this man is he's breaking news on the pod. He's giving you all the latest from the box and from free agents and and from agents out there, and, and he's making these graphics. I mean, what a day, what a day. So you have this situation with the Bucks now, Scott, where and I want to keep stay on the running back spot for a second before we move to Shaq Barrett, but running back, Leonard Fournette, if he's back, do you let's just, just entertain if it happens. Yeah. Would you even do it? Would you honestly do this? Like, if you would you bring back Leonard Fournette? What would be your price tag? If you, I think people know my opinion. I, I, I would rather see another back than Leonard Fournette with the box. I just would. There, yeah, I, I'm I, not I, saying he's the worst dude out there. I just would rather see another player. You know, a, a lot of us, including myself, if you're at my Bucks battle plan, Peg James White, the, the former Patriots uh, running back, he's still technically Patriot. I mean, his yeah. free agency starts on Wednesday. But uh, James White's 29. He's a pass catching running back, but but really he essentially re- would replace LaShawn McCoy because McCoy was was really remember he was signed first before Fournette even was an option. He was signed to kind of be that third down back in the summer, and and really James White is not the guy that can be that one two punch with Ronald Jones. In Thank terms you. Of I've been theory. I've been saying this. I've been stoned by many fans for saying this, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. James White ran for, I think, 150 yards last year. He's mm-hmm. not the running back right. that maybe he was a couple years ago. He really is a guy that can help you on third downs and pretty much third down only. And he's better than LaShawn McCoy. He's younger, and and I and I think that he's he would be an upgrade there. But the problem is if you don't replace – or if you don't re-sign Leonard Fournette, you've got to go ahead and get that other back. And so I think if Leonard Fournette does come back in a one-year deal, <clears throat> then the Buccaneers draft a running back that is capable of, of doing both. So essentially you have, you would have it really the Buccaneers consider Keyshawn Vaughn, a, a developmental guy that possibly can do both. The jury's still out on that, but, but really you'd have four running backs. There could be options on first, second or third down. If you re-sign Leonard Fournette, who's proven Ronald Jones, then you have Keyshawn Vaughn, then you'd have the rookie. And let's just say it's, Najee Harris or Travis Etienne or Javante Williams or Michael Carter 
uh, or Kenneth Gainwell. Like those are some names that the Buck fans should consider. <clears throat> so that's a pretty that's a pretty complete running back group. If you bring right. in James White, and I'm not saying that they don't, but if you bring in James White, you're pigeonholed to pretty much use him on third downs. Yeah. And so I think from a versatility standpoint, they'd like to have a, a running back that brings more to the table. And I think right. it's going to be interesting to see what, what a Jamal Williams value is, John, on free agent market. Yeah. I'd like to know. Like, I'd like yeah. to know if he's significantly more than Leonard. Okay, right. I'm wrong. I, you know, I just didn't think that he would be. But, I mean, you know, obviously the pedigree is on Leonard's side for sure. And even production is on Leonard's side, you know, given opportunity. But yeah. you know, Jamal Williams has been a part-time player his whole life. I just – Leonard's coming off a Super Bowl run. He was good in the playoffs. I really thought Leonard would be more expensive. Maybe yep. I'm wrong. Jamal Williams will be, but if if you're telling me Leonard is more expensive and they're still going after Leonard instead of Jamal Williams, you know that that's where I have an issue with things. Again, it's not like I think Leonard is the worst player out there. I don't. I just think that there might be there's probably a better player for the Bucks. What I thought would be cheaper, and we'll see if it's true or not. Um, you know, I like I said, mm-hmm. I I don't know that the Bucks fit with Leonard Fournette is as good as maybe they want it to be. I don't know if he's the guy that they really want to fill that role. But to speak to your point, Scott, to me, the reason why James White thing doesn't really make that much sense is because it's clear. The Bucks made it clear in the playoffs last year. They don't trust Ronald Jones. They don't trust him. And, and yeah. why would they? He drops yeah. the ball. He fumbles the ball. He makes mistakes. He can't protect. It's not like they totally dislike Ronald Jones and never yeah. want to play him again. They'll play him. But they do not want to go into a season with Ronald Jones as their feature back and a couple pass-catching little guys like James White and Keyshawn Vaughn as their other running backs. They don't want to go into a draft even like that. They don't want to have to – they're picking 32nd. They They can't count on getting a feature guy there. They really need a one-two punch. And it's not just John or I selling you Buck fans on this idea. We're just looking at the evidence. The evidence is is it was Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones as a one-two punch in 2019. They replaced Barber with Leonard Fournette last year and it was a one-two punch if you look at the at the playing time the snaps john it's almost 50 50 between mm-hmm. those two you know and of course there, was, there were some injuries and a COVID situation uh on, on Leonard both got sides. benched rojo got hurt right, he got yeah, COVID. Right. Rojo got benched. <laughs> but in the playoffs when it mattered the most it was leonard fournette's show he became playoff yeah. lenny so the problem is 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 leonard fournette's a free agent we'll see what the market bears for him i think the buccaneers are are, are waiting to see what, what that number is going to be. Uh, but Ronald Jones, again, like you said, it's it's hard to sit there and pencil in Ronald Jones as a feature back for years and pay the guy when he is pretty much a first and second down back only. So, you know, there's there's that to consider. But let's let's talk for a second, John, about, about the, the latest signing, which is uh, having Rob Gronkowski back. All right, so here are the particulars mm, yeah. of this deal. <clears throat> now, the one thing about Drew Rosenhaus – Whenever you see Drew Rosenhaus, uh, tell one of the major guys, the Ian Rappaports, the Adam Schefters, because that's who he deals with. You're not going to see me or Rick Stroud or Greg Allman breaking a Drew Rosenhaus signing. It just doesn't happen. Uh, we're local guys. He goes to the national guys. That's fine, Drew. No big deal. But the truth always comes out. So what you see initially reported is what Drew wants out there, which is a one-year, $11 million deal. Okay, well, the problem is the $11 million that is the maximum deal it could get to with 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 uh, with incentives. Okay, um, we discovered the true meaning of the deal, which is it's a four million dollar base salary. It has a cap value of four point eight million dollars in twenty twenty one because he's got a four million dollar signing bonus that's spread out over five years. Now, four of those years, the last four, are dummy years. 
So it's essentially a one-year deal. But the important thing to know about this deal is he only hits the cap for $4.8 million this year. And th- there was a signing bonus where last year's deal was, was a one-year uh, $9 million deal with, with incentives that pushed it uh, to ten. So the incentives push this a little bit higher, but yes. it's it's a situation where it is it's really a uh, uh, it's it's a it's a one year eight million dollar deal essentially. Right. It's really would if the incentives right. and I, I might have misspoken. I, I I said eleven million. It's ten million. Ten million right. is where the incentives can get to. So forgive me. It's been a long day. <laughs> I get you completely, and it is frustrating. Yeah. Somebody said, "I hate the." Terrence said, "I hate the way contracts are reported." It is frustrating. Trust me, yeah. as a guy running a free agency tracker right now, it's maddening because yeah. I'm like, "Oh, yeah. this I put in this much money, and I know that's not the cap number, but I don't. I'm not going to get the real number till way later, and I want to put something yeah. in there." So it is frustrating, but that's the way it's done, and, and everybody kind of just yeah. needs to approach contracts usually with so, some trepidation. So I, I, I think, said that. The important thing is is. Uh, you know, and I know that there's some Buck fans freaking out right now because Mike Greenberg, the Bucks cap wizard, is straying from what he's typically done. We have seen Mike for years and years and years and years use roster bonuses, not signing bonuses, because signing bonuses prorate over the the the, the contract. Right. And these dummy voidable years, at some point in time, right? Um, you got to pay the piper where the signing bonus proration catches up with you. Okay, but that's fine. But but look look at Rob Gronkowski. He had a four million dollar um, signing bonus, right? Yes. So so uh, eight hundred thousand of that is going to be used up this year, right? And mm-hmm. even if he doesn't, but let's say he retires next year, okay, th- then you only have a three point two million dollar uh, accelerated cap hit next year. The cap's going to go way up in twenty twenty two. Because right. of the new TV and contract deals, okay, so they're factoring and figuring this this into these deals. And the same thing with Brady with the voidable dummy years, and the same thing with Levante's deals. Uh, it, you've got these voidable dummy years. Yes, it it does kick the can down the road a little bit, but Mike Greenberg has been incredibly responsible with the Buck salary cap. And trust me, he and Jackie Davidson and Jason Light are not doing anything that that is going to really jeopardize this team uh, and the deals that they're doing, John are very reasonable deals, right? I mean, we're right. not saying overpay for anybody. It's Correct. not like Rich McKay after the Bucks Super Bowl run, he, he threw all this money at, at uh, uh, Martin Gramatico with like a five or six year extension. Uh, he right. made Simeon Rice the highest paid defensive player in the NFL for over two consecutive years. That doesn't happen. Usually yep. you, you're the highest paid defensive player. And then next year in free agency, somebody leapfrogs you and the leap leapfrogs that player. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Simeon Rice was so overpaid that it was like over two years before he was not the highest paid defensive player. Right. So correct. They're, they're being very responsible with how much they're paying and how they're structuring these deals. Right. And we're talking about we're not talking about a ton of money for everybody. And I know that's fair questions though, because the void years are confusing. I don't even understand it completely. I understand it more every day, I think, but I don't understand it completely either. So what we're gonna do, and I'm already working on it, I've already been in contact. I'm gonna get a cap expert again to come back onto the podcast this week on an episode of the podcast this week. We'll figure out the day, we'll let you all know, and they are gonna answer the questions about okay, are the Bucks becoming the Saints? Are they becoming the Eagles? Are they are they kicking the can down the road too much to where they're, they're in not. trouble in future years? That we yep. we 
We know they're not, but I think that someone can getting a cap expert on here who has no bias to the situation is just objectively viewing it, looking at all 32 teams, nothing for the Bucs. I think being able to articulate why that's not the case, specifically contract to contract, is going to be helpful for y'all's fans and for us as analysts as well. So we are going to do that uh, this week. So keep that in mind and keep a lookout again. Subscribe to Peter Report TV. Subscribe to the Peter Report Podcast. Click the bell to get the notifications when we go live so you make sure you don't miss that one. But Again, a good point by Robert. The Saints are okay, by the way. <laughs> the Saints have done a pretty – we drip on them for not winning the Super Bowl. One will always do that, by the way. Right. But the, right, the Saints had – I mean, they took an unbelievably unlucky – I'm just going to be honest. Like, they were the better team in a lot of playoff games that they lost. And yeah. it took that to basically keep them from getting to multiple Super Bowls. Now, we'll never let them hear that. But right. that's the case. And so if the Bucks have that kind of you know, uh, you know future, basically, results in, in this process – I think they're going to be okay. And by the way, the Saints have done this for way longer and with way yep. more players. And they're still going to be all right this upcoming year if they can figure out the quarterback position. So yep. the Bucks' long-term prognosis as a franchise will revolve around two things, and neither of them are the salary cap and what's happening this offseason. They're right. who's the next quarterback after Tom Brady and who's the next coach after Bruce Arians. Yep. They get A-plus on those answers. They're going to be one of the best organizations in the league for a long time. And you know what? Here's one of the reasons why – they're going to be good for a long time is this guy right here signing let's go signing a, a big time deal uh, i actually had him uh it's funny I'm, I'm getting credit for a lot of from a lot of buccaneer fans we've got a lot of uh, emails and and some some texts saying i was right on the money when it came to to shack re-signing in my bucks battle plan and and john i did say that it would be a four-year 72 million dollar deal with a 36 million dollar uh signing bonus uh, or bonus money and and it's it's actually just a little shy of that it's um it's not quite that much uh again uh, drew rosenhaus likes to put out there the actual um in, you know maximum deal with all the incentives hit and all that type of stuff that's just how he works but Shaq's deal is actually a little bit less it's not the 18 million dollars that i forecasted you know, Mike Greenberg is is again the cap wizard. It's actually crazy. seventeen million dollars. It's crazy. I yeah. can't believe that. I mean, yeah. Well, it says so much about so many things, and obviously, Light and Greenberg and Davidson deserve a ton of credit. But yeah. also, just Shaq. I mean, this guy has grinded his whole life to try and get to this point where he had the big payday. And sure, he's made money. I'm not going to act like that isn't life changing yeah. money what he's made in the NFL. But last year on the tag was his first. He's never hit the big contract. For the right. long term, for the big money per year, he's never hit it, and this yep. was his chance, man. I mean, I mean, yep. and he didn't hit it. Let's. Not, I mean, I'm not gonna, but he could have gotten more. I guarantee you, he would have gotten yep. more on and the open market. I, I think the Bucks took a little bit of a calculated risk. Remember, nobody's really just absolutely killing it. There's going to be a couple guys that get overpaid in free mm -hmm. agency, but it's not like it usually is, John. We haven't seen the the crazy stupid deals yet in in the volume. Oh, I've seen some stupid ones, but, well, but I, know I know what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> I'm saying stupid money, not not yeah, stupid right, right, decision, right. Right, just right. stupid money. <laughs> and the reason for that is is because teams just don't have a lot to spend. I was told that that about half the teams are going to have to sit out free agency this year. Think about that. About yeah. half of the league, and you've seen it. There's there's teams that haven't even been mentioned on Twitter today, right? Yeah. Um, because they just don't have the money. They might have some money to re-sign a couple of guys here and there for their own team, 
but they're losing players. Look at the, the Saints. I mean, they're going to lose Trey Hendrickson, who was a leading sacker last year, mm -hmm. and they've had to cut a bunch of players. So with half the teams sitting out free agency, essentially, just twiddling their thumbs because they have no money to play with, I think the Buccaneers took the calculated risk and said, we don't think that Shaq is going to get the 20 million because there's just not many teams out there that are going to be able to get there. Right. And when you look at, at, you know, he, he's, he's setting uh, this year's edge rusher market at 17 million, but Leonard Floyd almost got the same deal in, in the production compared to, to what Leonard Shaq had last Floyd! Leonard! Leonard! <laughs> Leonard! Scott, what happened with Leonard Floyd's deal? Like, the Rams are crazy. Yeah. He literally got Shaq Barrett's contract. I mean, yeah. almost Shaq Barrett's contract. Leonard Floyd. Yeah. Unbelievable it's, it's, it's contract. lineup next to Aaron Donald, apparently, right? <laughs> Jeez, man. But that's what you're saying. Like, and, and, Michael Brockers. So. Right. I mean, just ridiculous. And Jack Barrett has a good question here. Were we silly to think Shaq would get offered $20 million plus by another team for a year when the cap is falling over 25 million. I really don't think we were silly, Jack. I saw I asked two cap experts before, what do you think Shaq's contract comes in? And they're like, my guess was 18 to 19 million per year. That was their guesses. Yeah. I thought 20 million was the high end. I think when my yeah. Bucks, uh, I think I said 19 million, I believe, in my uh, Bucks battle plan for the offseason. I don't think we were crazy. I yeah. think if Shaq hit the market, one of those two teams that really needed a rusher would have offered him at least 19. All it takes is one. I've learned a lot of yeah. things from a lot of different Bucks coaches, general managers, et cetera. One thing Rich McKay taught me a long time ago, all it takes is one team right. to drive that price up. You know? I mean, I wrote an article last Right. I wrote an article last night that Joe Corey, uh, former NFL agent, was saying, yeah. and, he, and Joe is one of the most spot on people out there on social media talking contracts. He said Drew Rosenhaus's starting point as an asking price for Shaq Barrett should be five years, 22 million per year. He said starting point is an asking price. He didn't say that's right. what they get. He just said you start there and you work your way down to the yeah. 19 to 20 range. So, again, I, I really think, yeah, I, th I don't know if the year contributed to it, but I just think really Shaq wanted to be back in Tampa Bay. He loves the way they use him. He loves the team. And he knew right. for him that was all going to be life-changing money anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. Plus the no-state income tax. Right, exactly. This is a good point from Joey uh, Salas. Uh, looks at the going rate for running backs and free agency. Two years, six million. Both Carlos Hyde with the Jacksonville Jaguars, Devontae Booker with the Giants. Uh, okay. Got those deals. So and Leonard Fournette is going to get less than those guys. Well, Carlos I, I don't Hyde, know. Devontae but, Booker. But you got to remember, Leonard Fournette made two and a half million last year, John. So right. if he makes right. three million late, this year, late cut. If, if yeah. he well, true. But what I'm saying is, if he if he makes three million this year, he got a pay raise. So it's true, right? So, but it's just hard for me to believe if the going rate for those guys who are, I mean, Carlos Hyde's been a backup for what, 10, I mean, eight years now. I mean, yeah. and and he's been like a, basically a hired mercenary by teams and Devontae right. Booker who's like a third string guy most of his career. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see Booker's contract. So I'm just going I off the numbers that, that person yet. said there, but, but if that's the going rate for them, Leonard's not getting, you know, I don't know, three years, 12 million from somebody or yeah. I, I just, Again, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But uh, maybe right. he wants something bigger, and he thinks going back to the Bucks in a one year is betting on himself is the right move again. I don't know. It's yeah, going to be interesting. Again, I, the news that we, we kind of broke at the top of the show is this, just to reset it. Mm -hmm. Number one, the Buccaneers are just under $4 million in cap space now. Mike Greenberg, Jason Light, they like to cut as they go. They don't like to sit there and just clear the deck and make a whole bunch of moves and then have this huge – 
you know, money pit uh, full of cash to just dole out. Uh, they they will cut as they need to go. So right now, after re-signing Shaq and re-signing Gronk, they they need to free up some more money to go after Indomitian Sue to pursue Ryan Suck up to. Uh, you know, right now they've got no backup quarterbacks right now, Blaine Gabbard and Ryan Griffin. I wrote about that in SR's Fat Five. Those are two guys they'd like to have back if, if the money is right. Um, but I, I, from what I'm hearing, they want to bring everybody back, all of the key players. And let's face it, Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny, was a key player. Antonio Brown was a key player. I don't mm-hmm. think they're racing out right now to try to get those deals done. I think Indomitian Sue is – is higher in the pecking order. I think yeah. Ryan Suckup is higher in the pecking order. But we'll see what, what, what those market values for Leonard Fournette and Antonio Brown are. But yeah. but from what it's, I heard from, from a plethora of agents today, the Buccaneers are not even talking to mm-hmm. the players from other teams, or I should say agents for players from other teams. They're strictly solely focused on re-signing their own players. And I don't think that – uh, like unless they lose an Antonio Brown or they lose a, a Leonard Fournette, John, I don't think they're going to go elsewhere right. to to try to find players until that happens. Now, a couple players that the Buccaneers do anticipate losing, probably to retirement, is Steve McClendon at age thirty five, and then also uh, Lashawn McCoy, uh, who's thirty three years old. Yeah, and I, I think those are the two guys that won't be back because of their age. And you know they get to ride off in the sunset. Uh, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, you know, definite. I'm not saying that they're going to retire, but that's that's the feeling right now from the team. So right. Uh, the, well, now, the, I, other, the, the other bit of news, John, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. To create some of that cap room, uh, are, are going to consider. There's there's three options really right now. They can they can extend Donovan Smith, which which is attractive to the team. It would be a short multi year contract extension if they if they can work it out and come to terms. Number two would be maybe adding a year to center Ryan Jensen's contract at age 30. He's, he's had two really good back-to-back years. Got a lot of continuity and chemistry with Brady, obviously. Um, and then the other thing is is looking at Cam Brake. He's a guy that, that they, they kind of may take a pay cut last year. They may have to do that again this year. I think Cam's uh, cap value is $6.25 million this year, or 6 and a half. I'll have to, to, to check on that. But uh, last year... They they asked him to go down to three point I'm sorry four point seven five million no four four point two five million yeah right one point seven five million hit I think or cut yes four point two five million was mm-hmm. was what his cap number was last year he's set to make six and a half million this year so that right. that's that's another target as of right now the team has not approached Cam Brate but. Things can change really quickly, so that's that's right. the quick reset from from earlier. In case you missed it, right? No, good stuff, really good stuff. I mean, I think both of those. I would be a big fan of both of those extensions, to be honest with you. But I think both guys have, have earned them. You know, obviously the tag, the price matters, but we'll see what that is. Just to retrace to Leonard real quick, and the reason why I would be I would be most surprised by him coming back is because I I feel like the running back market is a little bit better. I thought it would be like dirt cheap, one year. Two million, one year, you know, yep. like real cheap deals for guys like on the low end, like Booker and Hyde. It's been a little better than that. It's not great, but it's been a little better than that. So I feel yeah. like Leonard could set him. So the other thing is Leonard is young. You know, Sucka, Sue, Gronk, all these right. guys are AB, all these guys are old. Yeah. They're near the end. So it, they could chase sure. some more money, but at the end, how much more is it? They're not signing a four, right. five year deal somewhere else. They're not 
setting themselves up for another contract. This is it for yeah. them. But for Leonard, I mean, what is he, 25, 26? I mean, this is this is a big deal. Like these are his yeah. years to like prove that he can. So this is a big decision for him. And that's why I, I thought he would go after a little bit of a bigger role, a little bit of a bigger, bigger yeah. money. He's been yeah, vocal about there. wanting to come back though. If it's out there, that's that's the thing is, is if right. it's out there and how much, because, you know, do, do you want if you're Leonard Fournette and, and you essentially replaced Ronald Jones as a starting running back mm-hmm. in the playoffs when it mattered the most in the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm of the opinion if the money's the same, you want to come back and maybe try to win another ring and, yeah. and increase your value and, and and try to continue to beat out Ronald Jones. Uh, I, I wouldn't be afraid of that competition. You know the thing is, John. We're talking, and we appreciate the 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 uh, super chat there. Um, you know, John. It's funny. We're, we're talking about market value for these players, and uh, you know what? What other market value shot up? Hmm. Oh, the Simbuck. Simbuck. Yes, the the Simbuck's value has really shot up. Now, if you're if you're asking yourself, what is symbol? You've probably seen those banner ads on pewterreport.com. You've probably seen the fact that Symbol is now the exclusive sponsor of the Bucks Monday mailbag. And I'm going to tell you what Symbol is. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams. So it's like fantasy football and the stock market all rolled into one. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the 2,000-plus early adopters, including myself, who have already started to invest in their favorite teams. The stock market for sports is just a tap away. Create a free account in seconds and start profiting from your sports knowledge. John, we got a special offer for Pewter Report readers and listeners. If you go to www.symbol.app backslash Pewter Report, that's going to take you to a link where you can sign up and get a $10 deposit bonus when you sign up using the promo code Pewter Report. So uh, the, the Buccaneers share price, the Simbucks share price is what they call it, actually went up from $37 to $44 this week. So check out Symbol. Absolutely. And, and that we have a conversation about the kicker position. I, I, know, I know how you feel about Ryan Suckup. But I'm just saying, where like we've got to, we're moving on. We've we've talked about Sue, we've, ta- we've talked about Shaq, and we've talked about Gronk, and some of these other free agent signings, and the possibility of some extensions, the clear capital space. Let's say they do that. Where are you drawing the line with Ryan Suckup? I mean, this is a guy who is 35, who's coming off a tremendous per, season, yeah. 10, 10 million. million per year. No, not per year. <laughs> not per year. <laughs> got you. Put words. In- got you. You're Put thinking wow. Scott Reynolds' love for Ryan Suckup knows no no bounds. I was literally about to tweet it. I was going to be like at Scott at Peter Report. Break that news. No, but what I would say is I I would say you know ten million dollars over three years. You know I I would okay. I would definitely definitely get him over three million dollars. Uh, okay. I I believe that the Suckup camp probably wants four, and I and, and you can make a case that he deserves it. Uh, the guy's not missed in the postseason. He really had one down year. He was injured in Tennessee. And that kind of like wrecked his his statistics, but he came back. Remember, three of his kicks were blocked this year. I think an extra point yeah. and two field goals. And and other than that, I mean, the, the guy has been hitting. He had over ninety percent of his field goals, ninety percent of his extra points. Um, it, it means something to Jason Light that he's finally found a kicker. Don't let this guy get away. He's thirty four. We've seen good kickers 
kick well into their late 30s. I, I, I think that he is a player that you definitely want to put right behind Sue in terms of, of the most important Buccaneers left to re-sign. Man, I just – I don't want to get into void years for a kicker. That's all. I don't want to do that kind of stuff. I, like, that's where you get into trouble. Like, to, oh, if they do it with I'm, good players. I'm with you. And, I just – I saw Martin Gramatica's contract when he signed that big contract extension afterwards. I, I think a, a shorter three-year deal, maybe without the voidable years, where it's yeah. just, you know, it's it's more of a straightforward deal. So, so I, I'm, I'm he's 35. He's 35, and it's like, man, I mean, obviously he wants to win at this point. He knows the Bucks will keep him in position. He does not have to launch, you know, 15, 50-yarders every year. But – Right. Yeah, I'm kind of running through this in my head, Scott. And I wrote an article, by the way. You can check it out at PeterReport.com. It was like plan B, basically, if Bucks lose out on any of their free agents. Not that I expected them to, and Shaq and Gronk are already back. But you can see I have some plan Bs in there if they lose in Dominican and Sue. And I have plan Bs in there if they lose Leonard Fournette. Plan Bs in there if they lose Ryan Suckup. Yeah. And and Ryan Suckup, if they lost him, I think Bucks fans would be freaking out, right? They'd be freaking out, right? I mean, the, the yeah. kicking woes that they've had over the years. But here's here's what I would say. Kicking is very volatile year to year. None of this does not mean I don't yeah. want Ryan Sucker back. I do want Ryan Sucker back, but kicking, this is just fact. Kicking is volatile oh, yeah. year to year. There's there's very little consistency. It's a very mental thing. You know, the, it's just the way that it is. Look at Ryan Suckup. I mean, the guy was unbelievable last year, yeah. but he still can't kick a Ford field. It's like a weird Ford field thing. Yeah, like yeah. it's just <laughs> yeah. so mental. And <laughs> like that's what you're I mean. Exactly but, right. And John, it, the the points that you're making was has been proven, right? And you're exactly yeah. right. They brought in Nick Folk, who was a very good kicker. He right. came to Tampa and, and actually, he, he he sucked. He was terrible. Yeah, they cut for him like four games, he was just the worst four game stretch of his he career. He lost the Patriots game. The, the, gosh, the, they they were beating the Patriots on Thursday night football. He lost that game, right. and and they had to cut him. And then they brought in uh, Pat Murray halfway through the season. It was better. And then then the next year they go out and they signed Chandler Cantonzera, who kicked under Arians in Arizona. And, um, you know, signed him to another big deal, big free agent kicker. And he sucked, yeah. too. They had to replace him with Cairo Santos halfway through the season. So, And now Cairo Santos is getting a big contract. And Nick yeah. Folk, by the way, Scott, for Bucks fans who don't know, right. I did write about him. I knew he's not coming back, but I wrote about him anyway. 42 of 45 in extra points since he left yep. the Bucks. 40 yep. of 45 on field goals. That's what the I'm guy saying. has barely missed a kick since leaving Tampa Bay, and he took a year off. It was like his career was over. Was then he just came back and nailed everything. John, don't you forget it. Value. I do. I do. I do value him, and I do hope that he's back. But if he's not, Scott, one of the guys out there that could be the clutch free agent signing in his place for maybe yeah. half the cost is Randy Bullock. He's 32. Yeah. He was the Bengals kicker. Because no one cares about the Bengals, he is kind of quietly plugged away as one of the most reliable oh kickers God. in the league. These are real numbers from Randy Bullock, man. Real numbers. He's missed just 13 field goals over the past three years. Seven of those misses have been beyond 50 yards. What is that? 50 yards and 10 yards? Something like that. You aren't going to get many 50-yarders in Tampa Bay. Right. I really don't think you are with the way they move the football. So from – Inside 50 yards, he's been 61 of 67 over the past right. three years. That's even more impressive when you consider he's 87 of 91 on extra points in the same time frame. Last two years, he's missed two extra points, one each year. 148 of 158 on kicks inside 50 yards over the last three years. Again, 
kicking is volatile. He could show up to Tampa Bay and be the worst thing you've ever seen. Matt Gay was not good enough in Tampa Bay. Now the Rams want him to be their franchise kicker. I, I don't know. It's not a position that ascribes to logic. It just doesn't. You're right. So I'm just saying if Suckup's gone, don't freak out yet. There's other options that could be good out there. No, I don't want Dan Bailey or the current version of Steven Goskowski. I know that those guys have bigger concerns, but kickers can turn it around fast and they can it can be amazing what happens with them. You're right. To me though, having Ryan Suckup back who who is who's mastered the the south end zone at Raymond James Stadium, which is a, yeah. a puzzle a lot of kickers haven't figured out. Um, he's just that insurance policy, John. He's the insurance policy that the Buccaneers need if they want to continue their Super Bowl run. To me, he's like the Briar Greaves of the Buccaneers is really what he is at this point. Okay. Now, the thing with Briar Greaves, and you can you can find Briar Greaves at briargreavesinsurance.com, John. What a year for the insurance world, right? A record number of named storms at more than 30. Floods, wildfires, not to mention the pandemic. Uh, with with the commercial property uh, insurance that they they have, um, they, they've got it all. They've got commercial property. They've got your own personal uh, health insurance policies that they can offer. Automobile policies. Uh, if you're a boater, they can insure your boat. There's really nothing that they can't insure, and it's great to have all of those needs serviced under one roof. And that's Briar Greaves Insurance. John, you can go to briargreavesinsurance.com. You're a new homeowner. If you haven't made the call yet, give them a call, 813-876-4166. That's 813-876-4166. John, have you called Briar Greaves yet? I know you've been a busy man. I have not called Briar Greaves yet. I have been a busy man, just a little bit busy. Uh, but okay. got to give him a call, man. I mean, Mark Cook raves about him. Yeah. The difference makers for him saved him a lot of Mark money. Mark put the it's pressure really on stuff. me to call Briar Greaves, I did. I switched insurance companies, not because Mark Cook told me so, and I don't want you to do it because I'm telling you so. Call Briar Greaves yourself, 813-876-4166, and uh, share your insurance policy with Briar and Sam. They're going to find you the best rates, and if you already have great insurance, they'll say, hey, we can't do anything for you, but That's I guess right. that, that they will. Ran, I am not playing Candy Crush. I keep looking at my phone because today, I don't know if you've heard or not, it's free agency. So there's a lot of breaking news and I'm making sure we're not missing any while we're on the podcast. So that's what I'm tracking right now, trying to see if anything's happened with Sue, AB, Fournette, uh, and so on and so forth whenever I get a chance. And so we'll see what happens with those guys. Obviously, a couple big days coming up on the podcast, Scott, where we'll be talking about those guys, as hopefully, as members you know, we're having new contracts with Tampa Bay, um, we will see uh, kind of how that goes. Did see Bud Dupree did get a, a long-term contract with Tennessee, $16.5 million per year, uh, according to Ian Rappaport. Not sure on the length of the guarantees yet uh, for that deal, probably a four-year. Yeah. Uh, so the ACL, yeah, not affecting things. As I said, I, I didn't think it would. He's not the only pass rusher, John. We just saw that the Jets have agreed to terms with Carl Lawson from the Bengals. So yeah, that wow, okay. Just down. The so, the, so the pass rusher market went quick today. I mean, I'm trying yep. to think who's who's the best left. Trey Anderson, Trey Anderson might be the last man standing when it comes yeah, to the last guy. guys that can get to the quarterback. And he's more of a situational rusher. Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, here's, interesting. Here's, here's the Carl Lawson deal. Three years, $45 million with $30 million guaranteed, up to 47.4. So that's an average of $15 million Proceeding, yeah. John, for a guy that has wow. not nearly been as productive as Shaq no. Barrett. Never been a full-time player. And again, I love Carl Lawson, but he's never been even a full-time player. 
and you're going right. to pay him fifteen million dollars per year. Now, I will say this: you said three years, right? My guess yeah. is that's heavy front loaded, and if he doesn't deliver early on, he's back out being yeah. as a free agent. My that would be yeah. my guess because they have so much cap space. The Jets do this off season, so it actually, it, I don't think it doesn't make sense for them because I'm sure of the way they structured it. But I'm yeah. just saying, yeah, you're taking a risk on a guy who's it's been a part of player. Now, I love Carl Lawson, but. It's thirty million guaranteed, so it looks like the first two years are guaranteed. Uh, right. Again, fifteen million dollar per year average, so the first two years guaranteed. But boy, that that's a lot of money for a guy with an injury. And, yeah. and the thing is, is listen, um, I, I I'm not trying to, and I'm a I'm a defensive line guy at heart. I mean, I coached it in Pop Warner. I played it in high school. I love D line. Um, but the thing is, is there's a difference between sacks and pressures and hits. And I know that that the the analytic geeks they love pressures and and hits and, and it's all they all have to come together but the thing is is a pressure or a quarterback hit means that you didn't get there and when you get there with the sack it's a, it can be a sack fumble it can be a, a takeaway right i know pressure is going to lead to interceptions too i'm not trying to discount that but the guys that get the sacks get paid and and the guys that get the sacks make the pro bowl carl Lawson's not a pro bowler you don't get to the pro bowl with five and a half sacks and 32 quarterback hits so sometimes quarterback hits mean you're a step late, and um, you know, and, and we'll have to see how he fares with the Jets. But that, that that's a lot of money for a guy that is nowhere near the production that mm-hmm. uh, that Shaq Barrett had. Right so, now, I will say I re- I really like Carl Lawson, and I think he's I going too. to be a well, I think he's going offer. to be a better player not in Cincinnati as most humans yeah. are. I feel like I'm ripping on Cincinnati a lot. Am I ripping on Cincinnati a lot tonight? Is my Steeler vibe coming out right now? Is that the Bungles? Yeah. yeah. Apologize for that, Bengals fans, if you're in the chat, which I'm sure you're not because you wouldn't be anywhere near me because you know yeah. what's coming when it comes to free agency right. time. They didn't re- bring back that more William yeah. Jackson. Tom, Tom Buxman brings up a good point. Vita does not get sex, but he causes sex. And that's right. But when you're an edge rusher, especially in, in a 3-4 defense, um, or and he's going to be in a 4-3 defense up there with, with the, the Jets, I believe, uh, playing under Robert Salah. But, but um, mm-hmm. those edge guys, they're right. supposed to get the sacks. So the defensive yeah. tackles, you know, the, the the sacks are like gravy in this day and age. The days of the Warren Saps, the um, uh, the Leroy Lovers, uh, you know, the John Randalls, those mm-hmm. those days. And you got Aaron Donald. I mean, let's let's not rule him out. Sure, but yeah, your guys, really but many yeah. double digit sack guys as there used to be. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think the Bucks got six sacks last year from Indomitian Sue, and then another sack and a half in the Super Bowl, and that's. That's gravy, if you ask me, oh, yeah. for a defensive tackle, especially right. in this team where the ball gets out. So Yeah, and again, not to detour too much on pressures, but you're right. I mean, pressures, you know, sacks are obviously more valuable. I think what the, usually the argument is is that pressures are more indicative of future success. If you have consistent years yeah. of a lots of pressures, it's indicative more so of the success you've had as a rusher than, say, being Vic Beasley and leading the league in sacks with 15 or whatever, but your right. pressure, you know, wasn't – what didn't look sustainable when it wasn't. Yeah. And so it indicated that. And I think that's where it can be helpful. But also, I, you know, people have heard me talk about pressures. I'm like, what is a pressure? Like, how close do you have to be yeah. if you're in the line of sight? Yeah. Like, does it count? You know, again, watch the tape. That's a, that's yeah. the only way I can do it, man. I, yeah. I, and, and, and to be I mean, fair, Shaq Barrett, you know, Shaq Barrett was second in the league in pressures this year with, I think, over 70. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he only had eight sacks, but yet he still got paid. And the reason why he got paid is, I mean, look, look at the Super Bowl. He only had one sack in the Super Bowl, but God, what do you have? Six or seven pressures in that game. So he yeah. made his presence felt. It just, you'd like to have both. And right now, Carl Lawson right. doesn't have the sacks. Right. Well, Shaq Barrett, you definitely get both, Scott. 35 career games with the Bucks, including the playoffs. Shaq Barrett has 31 and a half sacks, 
almost a sack per game and 157 pressures first in the NFL in that span and pressures yeah. per pro football focus at 28, man, that means you're getting paid in free agency. He got paid. The Bucks could not let him leave. I think everybody ends up happy. That's a fan with that contract. Even though even people who thought, Oh, he benefits from Vita Vea maybe he does, but you can't let a guy like that with that kind of production yeah. leave in a, in a window you know what, like this had to bring him back. Having Shaq there makes Vita Vea and Jason Pierre Paul more productive because Pass rush and Warren Sapp will tell you this. Right. Pass rush is, is not is not you know individuals. They're they're not fingers. It's a fist. Right. And you have to be able to rush in concert together. It wasn't just Warren Sapp and Simeon Rice. It was Warren Sapp and Simeon Rice and Anthony McFarland and Greg Spires that Super Bowl year. It was all those guys rushing together. Um, it was Brad Culpepper and Warren Sapp. And Chidi Hanatu and Reagan Upshaw back in the day, you know, it's it's they work in concert together, and uh, and I think having those guys with the proven continuity, that's that's a big deal, you know. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. John, and Bay is going to be here, so even if it is because of Bay, who cares? Like, production is still going to come. <laughs> yeah, look for Vita Bay to get that fifth year option this year. That's coming this spring, mm-hmm. probably after free agency. Look for that to, uh, you know, to to take hold. Um, I will say this though, John. Uh, we've got we've got a new sponsor on the Peter Report podcast, also on PeterReport.com. Uh, yep. Playbook Products. Tell us about Playbook Products. Uh, I'd love to see uh, a Shaq Barrett sack on on one of the Playbook Products. Wouldn't that be cool, right? That would be awesome. I mean, that might be coming next. Probably want to be one of those sacks in the Super Bowl. I mean, what yeah. a run he had. And what Playbook Products is all about, really, one of the coolest websites out there, PlaybookProducts.com. Go check it out. They've got lots of cool stuff, coasters and mugs especially. They've got the epic plays in your team's history. And by the way, not just the Bucks, college football, college basketball, NBA, all of it. You know, NHL, they've got the lightning goals from the from the cup finals. Um, you know, they've got the on mugs and they've got the score situation, everything like that. So that moment can be kind of emblemized for you on a mug or a coaster or something like that. Here you can see Rondé Barber. If you're watching the pod live, you can see Rondé Barber's pick six against Philadelphia to, to seal the game in the conference championship game back in 2003 um, to close down the vet. Uh, obviously, an epic moment in Bucks history. Uh, you can get a mug or coaster with that on it. You've got uh, Scotty Miller's uh, touchdown right before the half against Green Bay. They've got a mug with that on. They've got uh, Rob Gronkowski's touchdown in uh, the first one of the. I don't know, sorry, the second touchdown by Rob Gronkowski of the game against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl on the pass from Tom Brady. Um, so you really, I mean, it's a lot of great stuff over at Playbook Products. Really encourage everybody go check out their stuff. Great, great sponsor and proud to have them as a member of the Pewter Report podcast for sure. So we've got a big week on the podcast, Scott. Not obviously just the free agency stuff. We'll continue to cover that in yep. depth and in detail uh, as it comes out. Uh, the tracker will be updated. I'm going to update that as soon as we get off here. So make sure you check that out and check out pewterreport.com for a lot of analysis coming up. Got a Bucks briefing I got to start working on for tomorrow about these players that are coming back uh, for the Bucks. So exciting, exciting time to be a Bucks fan tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday, Thursday. We'll be back 8 p.m. Eastern on the Pewter Report podcast. Until then. Thanks so much to all of you. Shaq is back. Gronk is back. Thank you all. Oh, go ahead. Jameis Winston is back with the New Orleans Saints. Ah, what's the contract? Haven't seen it yet. It just broke Twitter. But to Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill will be duking it out to replace Drew Brees down there in the Big Easy in New Orleans. Ah, Jameis Winston in the NFC South. It's good theater at the very least. (laughs) I think that's all it'll be, but it'll be good theater for sure. We we do have to to, uh, to also get in one last super chat. We appreciate uh, C. Morgan here. A little off topic. What's your opinion on Zayvon?
Collins, linebacker from Tulsa, playing outside linebacker in bowl system, and uh, wide receiver, kick return guy, Jalen Darden from North Texas. Uh, John, real quick, uh, your scouting report on, on Zayvon Collins. He was kind of a do-it-all, more of an off-ball linebacker that I saw on tape from Tulsa. Yep. Uh, yeah, kind of a situational rusher. rusher. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, kind of, right. right, and sometimes he blitz off the edge for sure. Uh, I really have to kind of get a really a, a more detailed look at a guy like that just because of the versatility play. You need large sample size to make sure you know what he does well. But I know coverage, he was a huge difference maker for them last season. His testing will be big too. What, what kind of numbers does he put up at his pro day? Always big for the smaller school guys, especially a guy like him, who's kind of rumored to be this huge linebacker with the elite athleticism, makes his projection to the NFL even more interesting. So I'll get a good look at him, get a good look at Jalen Darden. We'll have tons of draft stuff coming up on this show, especially, especially after free agency wraps up and we know where the Bucks stand, where their roster stands heading into the draft, the rest of the draft season. So we'll have that coming up on the podcast the rest of the week. Thanks so much for listening to another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. Out. Out.